0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Welcome one, welcome all. It is 7.01 p.m. Central Standard Time. It is Tuesday, October 25th, 2022. We are one minute late because Dan Rogers insisted on riding what is behind him on his whiteboard you can see it if you are watching us live on the blog and the boys youtube channel you can of course catch three watch at your own convenience or you can listen to the show as a podcast it is available on the blog and the boys podcast network subscribe wherever you get your podcast leave a rating write a review by the bye this week we passed three million downloads on the calendar year so thank you to everybody who makes blog and the boys a part of their dallas cowboys fan experience my name is rjo cho you know me from all throughout the blog and the boys universe joining me tonight on a beautiful chilly cool october evening our fantastic panel you can see read here um stock whatever you want these people all across the blog of the boys properties tony catalina is at our 12 o'clock position tony what is the weather where you are at in celsius I have no idea. Thank you very much Tony <laughs> Catalina. David Halman on the top right corner at last week's win over the Detroit Lions. Halman, I know you are a big Lions fan, so I'm sorry I know it was an emotional conflict for you.
2: Yeah, I I was playing both sides, so I won no matter what.
1: Mm. Uh, the Honolulu blue versus uh, the silver and blue. Well done. Uh, Jess Navarra is down on the about 4.30 part of the clock. Uh, usually when it's 4.30, Jess is busy conquering the world. She's on – I've lost track of how many shows Jess Navarra is a part of. Jess, have you started to incorporate some tea into your, uh, your like regimen to keep your, your vocal cords working?
3: You know what? I should. I should actually charge people when I'm not working to pay me for talking because I feel like I just mm. talk all day. Day, but I talk about the Cowboys all day, so I can't complain. But yeah, you know what? Sometimes I lose track of how many things, how many podcasts and shows I have to But it's all good, we get them done. It's all good.
1: Well done, uh, Dan Rogers at our six o'clock position. Dan, uh, Mark says that it is 85 degrees out in Hawaii. Sorry, guys. Dan, have you ever been to Hawaii? I have not been to Hawaii. No, if you could go anywhere in the world, uh, where would Hawaii be for you? Would it be top 10? Yeah, like if you if you could power rank your your like ultimate destinations, would it, like would it be ten? Is it like we're we talking I, about like I think, three? I think it would be probably top three. Okay, um, all right. Well said, um, Brandon uh, on Twitter at Icebreaker Twenty One. Just so you know, Kyle has come in and said, "Tony C, my guy." Um, Tony has a lot of love in the comments, Brandon, and, and we'll award a BTB Roundtable winner tonight. Are you already threatened?
4: No, I'm I'm used to it.
1: Wow. Um, Tony, uh, you are a popular person among the, the viewers and listeners. Does this, does this inflate your ego or make you feel humble? Like, you know, what direction does it does it push you?
5: I think you do a good job of keeping me humble.
1: <laughs> you know what, Tony? Um, that's a, a good job. By the way, if anybody listened to First and Ten this week on the Blog and the Boys podcast Eric, they heard Tony take a shot at me for stealing a line that I gave him props for last week on the roundtable. So, uh, Tony, you know, what? what the hell? I thought we were friends. I-
5: I was correcting Aiden and giving the proper respects that you were giving towards us. So it was only no, just you said gathering.
1: he took it from us. Those were your exact yeah. words. All right, we can play the <laughs> tape for you. I'm not going to do <laughs> that, I'm back. not that petty. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, just a, a tough time. Mark, uh, by the way, Brandon has given you five points for not wearing green today. You did wear Kelly green last Tuesday after the Cowboys were coming off of the loss. Uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles, unfortunately. Uh, the city of Philadelphia about to lose an important series, obviously the World Series, thanks to my That's Houston right. Astros. AJ, Tony, has awarded you five points for being humble. Um, and Kyle, Tony, has awarded you five points for the Cartier Shades. Uh, so, um, you know, Tony's off to a good start. Uh, Danny, are you feeling threatened by that?
6: Uh, no. No. I feel like Tony got a like a 15 point <laughs> lead. Really <laughs> The last time I was here and I don't know how that ended. I didn't I don't think very well. I'm much like uh, a backup Jess,
5: quarterback. I don't know? actually think
1: RJ's giving you credit for the, the points from the comments.
5: I think the fans I do. Like I'm a the I'm man
1: of integrity. Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm just the puppet master. I've got the strings attached, unlike the NSYNC album. Um, so I'm just here to, to execute the orders uh, of the fans. Uh, Jess, you haven't been here in a minute. Are you threatened by all the points? Halman got a lot of love from the crowd last week, too. So nobody's giving you any points. By the way, and Johnny Boy, as I say that, says that Halman is the dark horse today. And Kyle says, Halman is low key the guy." Look at this going
0: on. Wow.
3: No, you know what? I'm not threatened. I know my people are gonna come through with the points. Uh, they just don't get too eager, you know. Like the fan base, they uh, they come through for me, so I'm not threatened at all. It's fine. It's still early on. Taylor Swift released a new album this week. Mm. I'm on cloud nine. Not like, her best work. It hurt me.
1: Not her best the work. Howman, I know. I know you are a swifty, uh, like myself and Jess. Uh, I saw Danny take a sip of something. I, do you have a coffee with you,
2: Haman, today, this evening?
1: Like you did last week, that was a big thing for you a week ago. Um, no, I guess no,
2: not. No coffee this week. I, I was considering oh. making a making a triumphant return, but didn't come through.
1: By the way, Jess, AJ gave you 10 points um, for confidence, um, but AJ, those points don't count because you can only award a maximum of five. Another AJ uh, gives 30 points to everyone minus Tony. Uh, if Tony's that good, then he can overcome. So, um, again, you can only award five points to people at a time, but that is quite the statement, uh, Tony. All right. Uh, Howman, let's start with you since you are our reigning champion. Uh, we have a variety of things to get to, but today obviously swayed us in some different directions. Jess will update all of us on the newest episode of Dallas Cowboys Daily. But Halman, the Cowboys executed a trade. Uh, Danny's shoulder does read I heart catboy. Stephen Jones, hard at work on Tuesday afternoon, sent a 2023 sixth round pick to the loss vegas raiders in exchange for defensive tackle jonathan hankins and a 2024 seventh round pick the cowboys love to execute trades uh with the raiders whether it be oakland or vegas halman your thoughts on the trade how much better are the cowboys against the run since that is their only flaw on the defensive side of the ball
2: yeah i love the trade jonathan hankins is actually someone that um for a few years ago in the offseason i was always hoping that they were going to go out and get him or someone like him because he's just He's a big, space-eating nose tackle. Um, I, I was a little surprised because he kind of fills a similar role to Quinton Bohana, and he's feels like he's been off to a solid start. Um, but the run defense has been really the only weakness for this Cowboys defense, although they have looked better the last two weeks. Um, but I, I know that bringing in Hankins is just another opportunity to shore up that run defense, especially as now that they've got Dak Prescott back, they're looking at, you know, well, we're, we're we've got a much better shot of Winning or at least being in every game. And we want to shore up any weakness that we have. And they, they made that move today to do it.
1: Uh, by the way, Halman, Mark asks, is that a CD on your shirt? If people followed you on Instagram, they would have seen that you bought that over the weekend. Um, it is a Trayvon Diggs shirt. So um, you were going to get five more points from Mark had it been CD. But um, unfortunately, it is not. Danny, your shoulder, like I said, reads I Heart Cowboys, So I have a feeling that you are feeling pretty good in the aftermath of this trade.
6: Indeed, I am. I uh, first off, I want to give five points to R.J. for properly spelling uh, Jonathan's name there. So that's right. Uh, good job with that. Uh, Thank you very yeah, much.
1: That's I good, think uh, good
6: strategy you, by Danny here. All right. As you all know, I don't have a big wish list when it comes to uh, what I want the Cowboys to go out and and do um, in, as far as outside bringing in outside players. But a nose, a tackle, is on that list, and I think that uh, Hankins is a great player to get. Uh, honestly, if you look at you know watching how the Eagles played the, you know, the Cowboys and, you know, always keeping Micah Frozen on the edge. And, and you can see, you know, Jason Kelsey just kind of shoving Bohana off. I mean, Hinkins eliminates a lot of that. I mean, he is, a, he's a big guy. I mean, he's, he's an excellent run Um, It's just, there's a lot of strength there. And, uh, you know, I think I, I've been impressed with Bo and, and uh, nothing's changed there, but given that extra depth, I just think it's a very, a, a, a nice addition to this team, and they're looking looking in the future and, and realizing they, knew, they know what bounced us last year, and they're looking at uh, trying to remedy that. So this is an excellent move by the Cowboys front office.
1: To that point, Jess, Kyle Wolf, um, hopefully he's hungry, uh, says, love this trade. Our rival is a heavy run 1st team, as Danny mentioned about the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously the 49ers uh, a season to go as well. And if we can force them to the outside, good things will happen with our fast backers. This does feel like the right kind of reactionary move. You don't want to always be a reactionary team. You do want to be proactive in a lot of senses. But this does feel like the Cowboys reading the room, understanding their weaknesses and how they can improve and doing it at a low cost.
3: Yeah, and I think anytime you can get a veteran presence in the locker room, it's very important. I think a perfect example of that was Jason Peters bringing him into the O line room, and and I think with this new you know trade, you're going to see something very similar. You have a guy with experience, you have a guy that can not only you can use in a rotation, you know, to save. Uh, guys, as the season progresses on, because it's still a very long season ahead, so anytime you can save health uh, and keep guys from getting banged up, add that rotation, add the depth, uh, confuse offenses a little bit more. Um, I think that helps, and I think anytime you can do it for a cheap price, that just makes sense. Why not? Um, so yeah, it's a it's a great addition to the depth of the defense. Like you know, we just mentioned, but um, yeah, I, I love the kind of rotation it can give as well as those options as well.
1: Brandon, uh, first of all, what does your shirt say? Valor? Is that what it says?
3: Valor club.
4: It's something, it's that. a, it's a TV show that uh, Jess really likes. It's wrestling related.
1: Oh, okay. Right on. Yeah. Uh, you know, not my cup can of tea I, either. Can I take uh, away
3: points for that? Brandon, but, um,
1: you know, I'm just here to stir the pot. Ultimately. I really did not know that. Um, but you know, Happen stance, whatever. Uh, I Brandon,
4: coming out, so I had to make sure I wore this tonight.
1: Mm. Uh, by the way, AJ That's has pretty. given Jess five points for common sense breakdown and analysis. So, Halman, Danny, apparently your um, levels of assessment void of common sense, just so we're all aware. Uh, but anyway, uh, Brandon, this is. The, to me, this felt like the Martellus Bennett trade, or Martellus, the Michael Bennett trade of, of three years ago when, when the Cowboys were kind of sh- sh- you know shy at defensive tackle. Um, that didn't exactly work out for reasons that weren't necessarily related to him. Um, but I think we all thought that the Cowboys, if they were going to make a trade involving the defensive tackle position, we all kind of thought Neville Gallimore was on the outs. Does this cement in your mind? Uh, there has been some confusion, some discussion about whether or not he was or was not a healthy scratch on Sunday. I mean, at the end of the day, the Cowboys now just have another body. They have more depth. So I guess this is a good problem to have.
4: It absolutely is. Considering uh, uh, according to the NFL rankings, the Cowboys ranked 20th in rushing rushing yards given up. So I mean, that's again, that's that's the biggest hole on defense. Everything else has been fantastic across the board. And you got to remember, Hankins Hankins has been around for for a decade, and he's he's known as a, a run stuffer. He's 340 pounds. He's a big guy. He fits the Bohanna uh, style, but he's a, I think he's a proven vet. So this is another guy you really want in the locker room, and it's going to free up the linebackers and, and the pass rushers. This is great because it's gonna force the running backs, the running game in general, just to go on the outside. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And and here's the thing, you get them for a low cost. You're you're giving up you're giving up a six round pick, you're getting Hankins, and you're then you're only giving and you're you're getting back a seventh rounder the following year. I mean, that's low cost. That's a that's it's a it's a nice uh, it's a it's a potentially high reward with a low risk. It's it's i'm happy for it and i don't i don't think it affects the the room so much i think it just adds a little bit of depth and and, and when the opportunity was there and the raiders were willing to part uh, part with him for such a, a you know a low value draft pick i, I think it's a no brainer
1: um, before we get to Tony and put him on blast, um, the comments have, have brought the subject up that I kind of danced around here. So Johnny Boy says, I thought Neville had an injured wrist. Uh, so the timeline of events here, Neville Gallimore pops up on the inactive list on Sunday. Everybody's kind of, whoa, hey, whoa, what's going on here? Uh, and, you know, is he a healthy scratch, whatever? And then the Cowboys kind of come out and, and say, well, he was injured. He did not have an injury designation, uh, as Brian Rail notes in the comment section here. Um, the lunatic says Neville's getting an injury and for the podcast, audience, I, I say that somewhat sarcastically, and then going to injured reserve, um, so not to point fingers or, or slight the Cowboys in any way, shape, or form, but just to kind of be straight up and, and blunt here, because you know we don't, you don't know, beat around the bushes here, at Blog of the Voice. Um, who believes that there's an injury here, or, or or who actually? Let me ask the question again. Ha- a show of hands, who believes that something's afoot? That this is this is all by design. This isn't just some sort of you know coincidence. Uh, what's going on here? No hands. So you all, Halman, uh, So you think that, and and Tony. So you, just to be clear again, not. That you're buying a conspiracy theory but you think that there's some sort of these are my words here dissatisfaction with neville Gallimore. That this isn't a hundred percent injury related tony or tony you think the opposite okay yeah so tony th- yeah. You, you think there's an injury an actual injury happening here and that's the explanation for this
5: i don't think it's um is you know insidious as we might think it is i think um they made a decision by tristan hill and he's a little banged up so they gave him a reason to kind of put him on the shelf
1: Okay, Halman, uh, you raised your hand. I asked the question very awkwardly, so that's my bad. Uh, so, what was your uh, point?
2: Um, well, I don't, I don't necessarily think that there's, you know, a whole conspiracy, but I, I, I do kind of buy in that maybe there's some level of dissatisfaction with Gallimore, and um, I, I was actually kind of feeling that uh, last week going going into this game I was thinking, you know, with how much these other guys along the defensive line have really popped, I really haven't seen that much from Gallimore. Um, and, you know, I, I've liked the guy since they drafted him. So I was, I've been kind of hoping that he's going to really blow up and just haven't really seen it when you compare him to guys like Osa, Digizua, um, Bohana. So when he went inactive and, and they kind of danced around whether or not he was actually injured, whether, you know, he wasn't listed on the injury report. Um, to me, it just, it kind of confirmed those suspicions that maybe he hasn't quite lived up to their expectations.
1: Danny, you raised your hand. AJ says that it is an injury, all right. Pride is injured. Is that the line of thought that you're leaning towards, Danny?
6: No, I, I agree with uh, Howman. I think I think there's there's something a little bit fishy going on. Honestly, I, I think they just don't know where he fits. Um, you know, we, we all kind of thought like Tristan Hill was the odd man out, but he actually has been playing well. So and maybe their plan was to try to get Gallimore into the nose, but, you, you know, that didn't work. Um, so if you look at the players they have, where's the need for, for Gallimore? You know, I, I don't know. So I just think that I I applaud the Cowboys, you know, the coaching staff for, for being smart and actually putting the best guys out there. And I just honestly, as much as I like Neville Gallimore, I don't think that he, you know, um, is one of those guys. So yeah, I just think that he's just kind of, I don't know, just there's no place for him and you don't want him taking reps from who, I mean, the Cowboys, he's not the nose and, you know, they're going to be rushing their, um, all their edge rushers are going to be out there from coming at you from all all spots. So where do you, where does he fit to this
1: team? This is, I think the the big question to be clear, I did not try to say that there was some sort of like mega conspiracy theory. I do agree with you both that there's some sort of like collection of events. Like maybe it is a level of dissatisfaction. Maybe it is a slight injury. Maybe it is to your point, Danny, also like a, where does he fit? It's just kind of, you know, wrong time, wrong place um, sort of thing. Brandon, you raised your hand. Then we'll go back to Halvin.
4: Yeah, just just to add to Danny's point, I, I think Tristan Tristan Hill is the is the guy that a lot of people are kind of you know surprised with at this point. I thought many people probably were thinking Gallimore's the guy, and and and, and Tristan Hill is on his way out. But honestly, and I, I think I saw your tweet earlier, RJ, about uh, Tristan Hill's PFF uh, uh, grade. I think he was. I think he's the only one that's higher than our new acquisition, uh, uh, Jonathan Hankins. So Brandon knows how Tristan to get points Hill-
1: around here. People, keep going, Brandon. <laughs>
4: So, I mean, when I saw the PFF grade, I was, I was like, wow. I mean, Tristan Hill has looked really good. I, I, you know, I think he's, I think he's played his way into a new contract. So that's, that's where I stand. And, you know, I do like Gallimore to, to Danny's point as well, but you know, the more you sit here and think about it, the more you're like, is there really room? I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to sit, you're not going to sit Osa for him. I just can't see that happening. And, and Tristan Hill, I think is, is, is playing great ball. So I think, I think he might just be the odd man out at this point.
2: Howman, your last point. Another thing that popped into my head was that um, Neville Gallimore was not a draft pick when Dan Quinn was a defensive coordinator. He was there. He was taken when Mike Nolan was there. So I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, Dan Quinn is saying, like, let's get rid of anybody that's not my guy. Obviously, he's you know stuck with Tristan Hill and and Tristan has made a nice progression from where he was. Um, but Gallimore definitely he doesn't have the kind of investment from Quinn that he does in guys like Osa Deguzuwa or even Chauncey Golston, who hasn't really gotten that much playing time even though Quinn hyped him up in the off season.
1: Who they kicked inside, by the way, too. Like yeah. that was another, you know, sort of you know, what's going on here situation. That's a great point, Halman. Uh an extra couple points for you for creativity, uh, in that sense. Um, I did want to uh throw one comment up here. The uh, Lunatic says rumors are it's Basham being shopped. ESPN had an article today. Uh, all their insiders from all their NFL teams suggested names that could be on the trade block for their teams. Uh, Todd Archer had Terrell Basham for the Dallas Cowboys. So just in case anyone's wondering where that talk is coming from. Tony Catalina, you have been very patient. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys before the trade signed veteran cornerback Kendall Sheffield to their practice squad. Obviously, in the aftermath of the Jordan Lewis injury. I know you guys didn't have all the information when you recorded first and 10, but we know he's out for the season with a foot injury. Each of you will have to answer these questions at this question. You can copy one another. Um, Tony, you are our resident guinea pig because you are. Oh, so wonderful. Um, On a one to 10 scale. How impactful is this? Obviously with 10 being holy crap. And one being like, it's not a big deal. I
5: I would say uh, a five. I I think I like Jordan Lewis more than some people may in the, in the fan base. Um, The, the, he makes plays. He seems to be around. He, he brings that, uh, the tenacity that Dan Quinn respects. And obviously they, they think enough of him to be a captain. He, he's obviously rarely challenged in his position at that nickel cornerback spot. Um, but I, I would say it would be higher if I wasn't intrigued or at least excited by the prospects of what Deron Bland can do. Um, He did come in and in a pressure situation where he didn't know he was going to play until about 15, 20 minutes before kickoff. And he went in there and he played a solid game, got his first interception in this first, you know, defensive snaps and in, in a football game. So, I, I, the losing Jordan Lewis, especially when this team expects to go places, and it, it, you're going to need your depth. That's kind of how I feel about Neville Gallimore, too. Like, I hope they're not thinking about shipping him off or even Terrell Basham. I think injuries are going to happen. This team's going to have to lean on their depth at some point in the season, like we've already seen. Um, so, but I do say I am less nervous about it because I do think DeRon Bland is a player. I think he's a guy that's really going to help this team. So I'd say right, uh, five right in the middle.
1: Jess Navarre's one to 10.
3: I'm going to go about a 6.5 here. And that's only because I'm very big here on the veteran presence in a locker room. And I think Jordan Lewis is somebody that's very, very overlooked by the fan base as being As much of a leader as he actually is for all of these younger guys because you have to remember this is a very young team a very impressionable team and leaders like jordan lewis you you know you just don't get very often so i think for the leadership presence obviously uh you know duran bland came up because mike mccarthy in his press conference talked about how uh he was going to be kind of the guy that gets the reps i'm excited to see more of duran bland it's just When you lose any kind of veteran and and you lose him for that long period, you don't exactly know what things are going to look like most of the time. But I will say it's a 6.5 only because – I worry about losing that veteran presence. However, not so much worry with the amount of depth on the defense overall. Uh, if, if Dan Quinn has done anything, it is created a defense that put, that puts you in a better place than most when these kind of injuries occur. So there's depth there. There's options. There's multiple options really when you look at the everything you can slide around. And there's just it's a multiverse of madness, if you will, with that Dan Quinn defense. And so um, I'm going to go six point five.
1: A lot of points for you uh, from the crowd for that answer, Jess. So you should feel very good. That was your best answer tonight, the uh, at least judging um, by the crowd. Uh, Brandon, I don't want to poo-poo Deron Bland. Very excited, obviously. But I do think that there is this like, oh, he'll just be fine. He'll just come in and like, we won't miss Jordan Lewis whatsoever. The the, the defense won't skip a beat. Is it not fair to expect maybe just the slightest bit of, you know, we'll call it growing pains, uh, acclamation of the NFL. To Tony's point, Deron Bland came in. Hey, respect. Well done. Uh, maybe, you know, that's just a, a sign of what consistency is going to look like for him. But there is, you know, the potential that, hey, this this dude might need some seasoning to work his way into full, you know, NFL experience day in and day out.
4: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, Deron Bland, of course, he's a rookie He is a, a late a later round draft pick, I believe, in the fifth round. But he 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 showed he showed a lot in in, uh, in that pop up start that he had right when he found out before kickoff that he was playing in the game. So. I mean, I give him a lot of credit. He had an interception in the game, and he he he's looked really good. And and I remember I remember I remember hearing about him actually, before, right around the draft time from uh, Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network, and he was very high on him. So I I, I this is even before the Cowboys drafted him, and I just kind of looked up his tape. There wasn't a ton of tape out there, and he you know he looked he looked the part of, of a guy that should be playing in the NFL. And and I know it's a small sample size, but he he looks he, he looks the part. I think he I think he's got a I think he's got a future here with the Cowboys and you know to do uh, the one to ten scale and this is not a disservice to Jordan Lewis because I do I do like what Jordan Lewis has done but I would have to I would have to put it more towards like a four because I, I do I do really like Deron Bland and Kendall Sheffield he started 20 games for Dan Quinn so he, he he's very familiar with Dan Quinn's style of of defense and you know he, he's a, he's a he's a good player I mean he hasn't he hasn't done much, you know, in the most recent times, but in I think 2019 and 2020, he started I believe 20 games for, uh, for Dan Quinn's Atlanta Falcon team. So he's very familiar with, with Sheffield. And I think if God forbid something, something goes haywire with Jeron Bland and he has this rookie per like, he just, he just has this major drop-off for some reason. You, you might be able to just slide this, this uh, veteran presence in, and, and everything will be okay.
1: Danny, two things for you. One, your answer on the one to ten scale here. And two, Johnny Boy RN says, I want to lean on Duran blame, but I can see Brown talking about Anthony moving into the slot where Jordan Lewis has been and Kelvin Joseph coming in to help out on the outside. So uh your answer for the rating and then your thoughts on uh Johnny Boy's um potential theory here.
6: Yeah, my number is three. Um wow. I
1: don't for Anthony so, Brown, by
6: the way. Yeah, you know, the thing is I'm not I'm not a huge Jordan Lewis fan. I mean he's he's Dude. a fine player um it's funny he's worn you know, three he,
1: different numbers for the cowboys by the way i think that's really unique 27 26 so, and two doesn't have all right,
6: that's three then that's perfect score for him then uh i think uh you know jordan lewis blocked me on twitter by the way which is now we're
1: getting to here
6: so here's oh, the reason uh, let me you hate dalton reasons. schultz too because i bet uh, you've gotten that one nope schultz <laughs> No, schultz hasn't blocked me yet uh i've been blocked by two cowboy players and it's antoine woods and jordan lewis and i'm and it's for the same reason Reason it's for calling them the Cowboys worst starter. I don't know they, they they really get upset about that. But anyway, I think Lewis is the Cowboys worst starter. And he and
1: he's You're talking about like the entire team. Are you including specialists here or just defensively? Like you uh, specify for us, please. Uh well, defensively, he's the worst defensive starter. Um, you can right
6: now offensively, I don't know, when you depends on who's starting at, at left guard, it's you know it changes. But none of, here's the thing. So and to answer the question too, so I, I think there, I honestly think that we're going to be better with with um, bland, and I think that there would be some times where he's he'll make some splash plays and he, he'll be a little like little like Dono, where he'll splash a little bit, but then if you really watch the tape, you see see some mistakes there. But I think he'll be fine, and I don't think we're we're going to even notice that Jordan Lewis is missing. But what concerns me about it is if we endure another injury, because the closer we get to Nashawn Wright. The worse we get and so i mean the cowboys have some options here as far as because of anthony brown's flexibility uh, brown can play slot he can play outside so it really depends on who's better uh duran bland in the slot or uh kelvin joseph on the outside and to me i think the leader is bland i think that's you know what we'll end up seeing um it'd be nice if 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 kelvin joseph uh, actually you know started playing close to his draft stock and was a viable outside corner and we could actually use anthony brown where he was designed to go in the slot but i don't think that's what will happen so but i don't i feel i feel fine now but you know if we get it banged up anymore then i'll start to get a little bit worried
1: um dan i'm not going to take away any points for you but just so you know the comments want me to a lot so um you know this has been a fun you know back and forth from everybody by the hey, way you know what uh, Tell, people <laughs> we watch the show that's when my points come in that's a good point um i will say this uh when we get to draft time we need to all kind of put this in the back of our mind third round maybe not the cowboy specialty even though jordan lewis uh was a third round pick but if we go way back uh connor mcgovern 2019 We've seen better days. Um, obviously Neville Gallimore. We're sitting here, maybe not too pumped about that right now. Um, last year, Nay Wright in his second season can't get on the field. Um, I recognize the Cowboys have had a billion third round picks like as of most recently, but uh Jalen Tolbert this year, you know, like maybe uh, you know, let's let's look at that in the future. Halman, number one, I guess who is the worst starter for you? And uh two, um, your answer on a one to ten scale, and three, your thoughts on uh kicking Anthony Brown inside and placing Kelvin Joseph on the outside. It's gotta be Leighton Vanderish, right? <laughs> that's, a great, <laughs> that's a great point.
2: Well, I was I was gonna say definitely the worst starter uh, on the whole team is is gotta be there on the left side of the line. Um, because that's been their biggest weakness. If I had to limit it to just defense, I probably would go Leighton Vanderish, but that's Tony mostly just steaming. because everybody else has been so good. Um,
1: Johnny Boy agrees with you, by the way, Hammond, that Leighton Vanderish is the worst starter on the- <laughs> Tony. Take the hoodie off, man. You need to flex.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, Leighton's been good this year, but, you know, this defense is playing at such a high level that it's hard to measure up to everybody else. Um, But it's definitely not Jordan Lewis. I know that Jordan Lewis has been uh, he's been a very he's been a very good slot defender his whole time here in Dallas. Um, He's been an unsung here on the defense the last two years for sure. Uh, And I'm a big believer in the fact that the slot corner position is already very undervalued in the NFL, given um, just the added route combinations that a slot defender has to go against the fact that most teams now are lining their best receivers up in the slot. So most of the time, unless you're traveling with your corners, the slot receiver, the slot defenders plan, playing the best receiver. And Jordan Lewis has done a really good job when he's been asked to, to stand in there. Um, so my number, I, I'm putting it at a seven. I think he's, he's a, he's a veteran presence. Uh, as Jess mentioned, he's, he's been a great leader as well. Just this past week, he was named the defensive team captain. That's not just on accident. Um, He's a real leader in that locker room. And I, I've been encouraged by what I saw from Bland, but uh, we also have to remember, you know, he made that interception in that game that he started, but he also gave up completions on nine of his 11 targets. So it's not like he was necessarily locked down in coverage. And, you know, also, you know, we talk about how he played well for no not knowing that he was going to play until right before kickoff, but also, on the, on the flip side, the opposing offense didn't have time to game plan around targeting him. Now going forward, you know, the bears up this upcoming week, the Packers after the buy, um, they're going to be able to game plan around getting their best receivers on this rookie. And they're going to be able to maybe not able to take advantage, but they're definitely going to come at him in a way that they didn't in that first game. So mm. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic in bland based on what we've seen, but um based on what we've already seen from Jordan Lewis and the way that he's played over a consistent level, level of time, uh, it's, it's a tough loss. And I need to see more from Blaine before I'm just blindly confident.
7: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs
1: you guys really were all over the place here this was um well done danny what is in your cup
6: it's actually iced tea which i I normally don't yeah in a a cup yeah yeah uh, i normally don't drink caffeine this late but you know i just wanted to be my the best version of myself for you guys so uh, you know i'm just making an exception
1: uh interesting. By the way, uh no points associated here, but Samuel uh says David and Jess are brilliant. Halman, I mean, we you know, your 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 last name's cool enough Howman, that you get to go by that. Like that my my last name's so awkward like you can't be like Ochoa. Like it the, the just like slows you down. Uh but Halman's a good one. Uh but so still you and Jess are brilliant. Um do you do you would you both be comfortable splitting uh the round table championship today if it goes that way? Just for my notes. Jess Halman.
2: We're both Swifties, so, you know,
1: good company. Mm.
3: You literally took the words right out of my mouth. You know mouth. what?
1: If if there's another duo that wants to team up and go up against them, I'm not opposed to making this a two-on-two, maybe a three-on-two. If you three hey, outside, yeah, of the brothers, three of us, the three of us are the are the Jonas Brothers. How's that?
3: Oh, you're, <laughs> look, look, don't hate on the Jonas that was a Brothers. really funny. Today line. was a very special but, day. All right. We got to see, Um, well, we, we got the announcement about the Jonas brothers, but if I had to pick the Jonas brothers between Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift all day, I think Hellman would agree with that.
1: Taylor has never performed at halftime of Thanksgiving day though. I think this is the second time for the Jonas brothers. So it is, um, it is
3: their second time. And, uh, if y'all hear me yelling and screaming to their songs, yeah, you, you probably did.
1: All right. Uh, Speaking of yelling and screaming, I don't know anybody who hated like and I say hate, like wished ill on their lives. Uh, The people who preferred Cooper Rush uh, as the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys more than Tony Catalina. Tony, let's get to the subject that we meant to talk about here. Uh, And that is, what did we make of Dak Prescott in his first game back? You can take this anywhere you want. You can attack the haters. You can lift up Dak. Uh, You can bag on Noah Brown for not catching that, that first pass. I mean, like you can go wherever you want, Tony. The world is your oyster. This is your magic carpet. Take us on a ride.
5: Honestly, I think we saw everything I really expected to see. He came out of the gate, a little rusty, he missed some throws. He, he had some things that he had to work through. Um, but I think ultimately we saw some things from Dak Prescott that we hadn't seen with rush. I mean, that throw to CD lamb and that double coverage, I know Hama was there and he was impressed by that throw. I mean, that is a throw that we just hadn't seen over the last month and some change. So, um, I think we saw what I expected, you know, a Dak Prescott, who's not fresh, you know, coming off a game. He's, you know, he trusts the thumb, but like you really got to go out there and prove it. Um, I think the second half Dak is more indicative of what we'll see. And and that's really encouraging to me because I really do think um, this offense has uh, – all of the makings to be better. Obviously, there were a bottom-tier offense when Rush, when Rush was here. And to, to pair it with that defense, if we want to go and this team has to go where, where they want to, they're going to have to have better offensive production. I think having Dak Prescott back will allow for that. And, you know, I said it last year, if the Cowboys' defense – could have been middle of the pack last year. I think that some special things could have happened. And, you know, obviously it didn't, but um, I still feel that way about this offense. Like flip it, just roll reverse it. If this defense, I mean if this offense can be anywhere from ten to 13th in the league with this defense i really do believe this team can go anywhere they want to um i think we saw some things from deck that you know it's like why would he take some of those shots why are you taking some of those risks and i think he touched on the fact that he was kind of heat checking himself it, the thumb felt good so he's making some throws but all in all the the game went exactly how i really thought it would slower first half better in the second
1: brandon um based off the not even two complete games that we have of Dak Prescott he is the what best starter on offense
4: huh. i know that's oh, a really hard yeah.
1: question but you know you got to show up to win this thing all right you know this this isn't a Pee-wee sort of thing i mean you know, this this is a I mean, championship gonna, level roundtable.
4: Uh, i'm going to cop out and just put it put him at number 1 he's got to be number 1 he's our quarterback so that's but that's like where so you're saying you're me.
1: saying today that, that and you're admitting it's a out. you think he's the best starter on offense right now
4: Oh I mean he has to be you can uh, think it out. You can
1: think it out with us if you want.
4: But I mean if I have to go best starter right now, bar you know, obviously Dak's coming back. I mean I gotta go with C D Lamb then.
1: Is the best? Okay, so Dak but where was that where would Dak fall? I mean where who are we all putting above Dak? We're putting I wouldn't put C D no offense, Brandon. Zach Martin. um,
5: Zach Martin
1: Yeah, I mean
4: Zach Martin. Yeah, I mean Tyler Smith right now.
1: Michael Gallup right uh, now. I mean, Karen look, Steel I'm just throwing right out now. names. We're we're trying to figure things out here. This is a process. I mean, let's you know, this was uh, Brandon's you know, well, the uh, one who needed help. Don't be coming for me. Yeah, I'm trying I'll, to you know.
4: I'll put I'll put him at three. I'll, I'll put him at three at this point. I mean, I, I, that's a good point, Zach Martin. I'll, I'll change that. Zach Zach Martin's obviously number one. He's the he's arguably one of the best offensive linemen in the game. So I mean, that's I mean, Zach that's Martin and point. pick a running back and then back. That's fine. I, I, but I, I, I like C. I mean, C. Lamb's been putting up consistent numbers. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with what he's been
1: doing. Are we okay with C.D.? I know this is about Dak, but is every is anybody yeah, here? Because uh,
6: it's right now. Yeah, we're okay with C.D. No, nah, see, yeah. I like, Danny, what? I don't want
1: to make. I don't, right? I don't no. argue here. Well, here's that's the, the whole point. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead. Go off. Go off,
3: James. No, okay. So here's the thing. I don't think it's fair to judge anything yet because you haven't seen any of this wide receiver core with Dak Prescott. Because the last time he played in uh, you know, in the Tampa Bay game, it was a very different wide receiver group. So you have yet to see the connection. You've yet to see anything that these wide receivers can do with Dak Prescott back. So I don't think it's really fair to say any of that right now because you don't know yet. I think CD had a great game with Dak back. Could you say that a couple weeks ago with Cooper Russian? All credit to Cooper Rush, of course, for everything he did, but no, I think you're gonna see a very different uh, side of these guys coming out with their starting quarterback. That's that's just bound to happen. It's Dak Prescott. He's going to bring out the best in everybody. And and I think when you have Dak back to say he's anything but number one within that offense, that's crazy. That is just absolutely crazy. Dak is the best starter on the offense. I will die on that hill because without Dak Prescott, this team would look much different. And I, I think that was solidified because you know That uh, the Cowboys probably would have won the Eagles game if he was starting. So I'm going to drop the mic there. Jack is my number one. I'll die on that hill all day, every day.
1: Just so we're clear here, uh, Danny and Jess, now you're a team. You've both been awarded negative five points from Kevin for being okay with CD Lamp since he drops the ball too much. Kevin, Uh, you
3: can't all be perfect.
1: (laughs) AJ came in and gave you not you Danny just Jess, uh 5 points for, for looking at the big picture and a full receiver core despite your poor chase uh, poor taste in music excuse me um, again
3: AJ we can't all be perfect and T- i mean that for Tony, you and your so, poor music
1: taste <laughs> Tony Danny has uh again written over his shoulder here i heart cat boy again for the podcast audience. it and do you i think keep Stephen- bringing that up well cuz i th- i think Steven Jones has earned some victory laps, right? I'll I'll stand underneath the rim, and Stephen Jones can dunk on on me at least. I'll line up and and take this. It's not even won't even be a charge. Just dunk all over me, get your poster, put it in your bedroom, and call it a day. But I will not give them credit for C D Lamb yet, which is why I do disagree with you, Danny, and you, Jess. The one bet that they have made that they have failed at so far was C D becoming an alpha. You both have a point. That he has not exactly been operating with his franchise starting quarterback, but he's supposed to be this number one, top tier, unequivocal wide receiver. He's supposed to find a way. That was the bet that they made. We haven't seen that on a consistent basis. Brandon, you got pissed off first. Uh, then I'm going to bring in Howman to defend me. Then we'll go to Jess and Tony and Dan can wrap us up. So, Brandon, you're first. This is inside of people. Uh,
4: sure. Okay. So here's the thing. So Cooper Rush has started uh, what uh, five games this year out of out of the seven. And in those five out of seven games in total, Ceedee Lamb is in the top 15 in the in the league in receptions and reception yardage, and that's pretty darn good considering Cooper I, Rush is who he is. I, I Ceedee Lamb to me is is done is done enough at this point, and you're going to see you're going to see this leap. He's going he's going to go leap some bounds with Dak Prescott as Dak gets gets the rust knocked off. And I he, think I mean, that's fair, but we're talking about who the they've lineup.
1: been to this point. We're not extrapolating forward. We're
4: talking about right now. Halman him. He has though. He's been he's been good. He's been, he's been a he has been a number one receiver. He's he's top fifteen in the in the league right now. And I mean, you bought a
1: Trayvon shirt over a CD shirt. <laughs> Tell us why.
2: Well well Trayvon doesn't drop as many passes. That's that's part oh. of it. Oh! That's oh, fair. Um you know what? So if he mean.
3: drops a pass this week, we all know who's hey. fault it is.
6: Hey. They have similar yardage though. <laughs>
4: Pass, by, this weekend either.
1: by the if way, Trayvon I've said this a lot on our network already. Show. This was Romo's worst game as a Cowboys commentator. I know you were there, Howman yeah, and Jess, but like he, he was awful. He speaking oh. of digs, he was obsessed with discrediting Trayvon's interception in this game. I have no yeah. idea why, but in the floor is yours.
2: Um I mean, I really like CD Lamb. I've been rooting for him. I was I was over the moon when when draft night came up and the Cowboys were able to land him. Um, But with that comes high expectations. And then when you have a whole offseason built around, you know, we're going to, we're going to build the whole offense around him. And they didn't come out right and say it, but like, there were some hints like, Oh, we want to use him the way the Rams just used Cooper cup. And we wanted him to be that kind of weapon for this offense. And then to come out and play the way he has, and he's played good. He has played, you know, like a, a, top 15 receiver but we were told that he was going to be a top five receiver and he he routinely has problems making the catch he drops the pass and he also gets called for stupid penalties block in the back uh you know the offensive pass interference earlier in the season and he just has these small little mental mistakes that you don't see from a cooper cup you don't see from a justin jefferson in minnesota you don't see from those alpha wide receivers that he's supposed to become so I'm not saying he's not going to be that. I still have faith in him. I still believe in him. And to Jess's point, I do think that having a much better quarterback can really be that difference maker to get him there. But based on what we've seen so far, I haven't seen it yet. And if all that's all we can talk about right now. And I, I'm i not ready to say that, definitely not ready to say that he's the best starter on offense. And I don't think right now he's a, be, he's a better starter than Dak Prescott.
1: Jess, um again, we're not looking forward because we all believe in CD and his potential and certainly the, the reunion with Dak helps substantially. But to this point, it's hard to disagree, I think, what Hallman said. Obviously I'm on this team, but but do you feel like now that we've defined the argument a little bit more that yeah, maybe you want to admit that we're the ones who had the better opinion here?
3: No. Um, absolutely not. But what I will say is, you know, what, what I think any of you have failed to mention is that the identity of this team has been the run game. So really when you're looking at this offense as a whole, have you seen the best of any of the receivers? No, because they've been heavily relying on the run with Cooper rush in because they had to, because Cooper rush can't ding it across the field like Dak. And we saw that Dak's first drive given the ball was dropped. It was a little over Michael Gallup's shoulder at that point. But the point is, how can you say you've seen the best of anybody or the worst of anybody when really you've been relying on the run this entire season so far? So all 'all y'all, No, I'm going to disagree with all of y'all still, because Mm. really, I I don't think you've seen the best of any receiver. I get what you're saying about CD needs to be the receiver, but really, we honestly have just started to see Michael Gallup get his flare back from his return. You're starting to see maybe Kevonte Turpin incorporated a little bit more. You haven't seen the best of any receiver within the Cowboys offense yet because they're trying to establish that run identity with the one-two punch of Zeke and Tony Pollard. So... I'm still gonna sit on my nice little perfect hill up here of this because I will defend CD uh, and and all the rest of the wide receivers because really they they weren't allowing Cooper Rush to ding that ball to give the opportunities. And with that, that comes what what gives more opportunities? Well, those third down conversions. the Cowboys also need to fix those third down conver- conversions to give these wide receivers even more opportunity to have those moments. So you haven't seen you haven't seen it yet.
1: Um, you said you were on a hill. I think it's Mount Pius. Uh, Kevin says uh, minus five for you, Jess, um, which says when you are a run first team, not dropping the ball is even more important because you get less chances. So Kevin, broof.
3: Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, I don't know what you have against me, but that's all right. I yeah, know my it's, mom's it's, watching. It's Romo with, it's
1: with it's Trayvon good. Diggs, like all over again, seriously. Um, <laughs> Tony, uh, first of all, just brought up Kevante Turpin. I know that – well, so if for anyone who's unaware, Tony actually runs our Madden simulations around here. For anybody who watches them on the Blog and the Boys' YouTube channel, that's Tony who takes the time to do that. And, Tony, I know that you – just like me, we're thinking, holy crap, the Madden simulation called the Turpin return touchdown because he did have one in the simulation. We were oh so close. Uh, But so I wanted to shout you out there, Tony. And uh, next up, uh, tell everybody why me and Halman are right and that you're right with us.
5: Yeah, yeah. Under no circumstances is CD Lamb the best offensive player on this team right now. Um, So that was said so dismissively. I I love it. it, It's I mean it's it's definitely Zach Martin. I mean without a doubt. I don't think there's much of a debate in that. But um, yeah, I mean I I am a huge CD Lamb fan, and I think just by what you said. Kind of answers the question for us. We haven't seen the best from him. You said that. I think that's fair. We haven't seen the best of, from him. So how could he be the best if we haven't seen the best from him? And you said again, we're a run-first team. So if the if we're a run-first team, I would honestly put Tony Pollard above CD Lamb as more of an impactful player so far. And you know, for me, it, that CD Lamb, I expect more. I mean, I, I I mean, he if he's listening to it because you know everyone loves bogging the boys. If C D Lamb is listening to this, I challenge him to just take it up another level because I do think he has it in him. I think C D Lamb has the ability now with Dak Prescott to come back, and you can't really knock him for having rush out there. It was it was a limited offense. It was a limited passing attack, but at the same time, I I see the faces you're making, but how could he be the best if he wasn't his best? <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I. <laughs> It's gonna get better with Dak Prescott. I, C.D. Lim is not the best player on this offense right now. <laughs> like I just I gotta keep coming back to that. And I don't and, know
3: which side you're on right now. Like you're just kind of flip flopping. So I think you're trying oh, to have in the middle. Clear. So that way the neither of us are mad at you. I don't know.
1: Danny, um take us home.
6: Yeah, I don't really know what everyone stance. <laughs> <in>. But <laughs> I will say this. Uh, if 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 Dak Prescott if Sunday Dak Prescott is the best player on this offense, then the Cowboys are in a world of hurt. So um, I just think that the Cowboys are still finding themselves. I agree with Jess and what she's saying that there's a lot that you know that it's it's a big incomplete because you know the Cowboys aren't there yet. But I do think that I mean Lamb to me is has had a good season. He's I agree that he's not. I don't. I think it's unfair to be comparing him with the Cups and the Jefferson. I mean, we did Why? The stuff That's with, the boat with, they put him Larkin. in. Well, okay, whatever. Well, then you can, then they can, they can lie in that bed. But then why do we compare a... Micah
1: with with T.J. Watt? Like, why stop at C.D.? Why is C.D. Well, the only one we that? Want to compare? That's a fair comparison. Why? Because those... he's really good. Like the yeah, fact that it's really not good. a fair one for C.D. is the point that we're making.
6: I don't think that Amari Fourback Cooper and C.D. Lamb have to be top three, whatever, to to still be appreciated i think that and I, I don't think they are uh but i still think cd lamb's a good wide receiver so i mean i think those comparisons are a little bit unfair and so i you know i'm not i'm not going to discredit cd for doing that uh, for not being at that level those guys are special players and then cd certainly hasn't shown that yet but i think that press and i've said this so many times i think that the cowboys will live and die on the arm of prescott where what he's able to get to Come, you know, the, the last stretch of the season and playoff time is is where the Cowboys will go. And he's not there yet. I think he had a really solid return. Um, you know, and as mentioned before, he he did some things that Cooper Rush can't do. You know, he's stretching the field and extending plays. These are things that are duck things. And these are these are why our offense will get to that level that Cooper, you know, Cooper Rush couldn't take us there. But um, so I mean, I'm 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 not like super jacked with with where Prescott's at but I but I have a feeling I'm going to be pleased you know you know eventually when the the season unfolds
1: um so first of all uh F Kit Crutch thank you for the super chat got here a little bit late had to get through the entire table says every offensive line position is better than the quarterback so he's six or seven do you all agree I guess that every offensive lineman is better than Dak Prescott right now so uh again F Kit Crutch thank you for the super chat but um Seems like there's a level of disagreement here. Okay. Um, This has never happened before in the history of the roundtables. And I can tell you that because I make up the rules as we go along. Um, We have a five-way tie right now. Everybody has 45 points each. All right. So we are going to have a winner. All right. We have 11 minutes to do it. So everybody is full aware. All right. Make sure you take a look at the clock. Everybody is limited to one sentence here. All right. And I'm I'm not going to choose. All right? I'm simply going to go off of the majority of comments. All right, this is full democracy here. So uh, our loyal commenters that are here live, you are l- giving the name of the person who you believe deserves to win the roundtable. That's what you're voting for. No more points right here for this specific part of the process. Now, uh, by the way, Brian says one point for Tony Kelly. Now. Just one. Everybody's giving out derivations of five, by the way. But Tony, you just got one here. Uh, just so we're clear. Um, all right. I would like everyone to give a one-sentence statement on Mike McCarthy. You get one sentence, all right? It could be a a long sentence. Use a comma uh, if you want, but, you know, you're all writers. Um, But you get one sentence. And, um, Jess, you can go first, and you get to pick who you want to go next, and a cascading effect. um, Everybody gets to pick so on and so forth. So um, let's do it.
3: Okay. My one and Sorry, I'm
1: sorry. It could be anything. It can be elevating him. It can be talking okay. about his staff. It can be anything you want. But the the it has to be somewhat connect like 6 degrees of Kevin Bacon has to be somewhat related to Mike McCarthy.
3: Okay. Mike McCarthy has made more of a fan of me personally for this season because the players are buying into his culture and it's very noticeable within the locker room, within the building. And I think that can take this team very far. Everybody is buying into what he's bringing to the table, and he's bringing some mojo back to the Cowboys.
1: So we're gonna go ahead that's, and change this to one that's statement. The, that's a run-on <laughs> that sentence. By the way. You add some uh, commas. One,
3: you add one, like one if you didn't statement. Say it couldn't be a run-on um, sentence. Come on.
1: That was a really long sentence. I mean, it it, it worked. It, I'm a fan it, of what it, you had to it, say. To be very clear, by the Kyle took away points. Because it was a run-on sentence. Kyle, uh,
3: you're done. Uh, Kyle, no.
1: So <laughs> so, um, so Je- Jess set the table. Not one sentence, uh, apparently. Uh, but Jess, you do get to pick uh, who goes next.
3: Hmm. Tony. Oh, by the way,
1: a- AJ said that you just gave us the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it was really long. Uh,
3: but, beautiful. Thank uh, you. I feel You know what? I feel very honored to have given you all that today. Tony, uh, Tony um, you're going next.
1: Tony, uh, maybe one minute. Maybe, maybe that should be the challenge. Uh, but Tony, go ahead.
5: I, I want to give Mike McCarthy credit for building the staff around him. I think he's used Dan Quinn, John Bones Fossil. He's built a culture in there and let these coaches kind of handle their units in their in their respective groups to kind of keep things on the tracks. He made some decisions that I didn't necessarily agree. I, I was big on the Will Greer train. He stuck to his guns. He kept Cooper Rush out there, and it, it kept the season on the rails. So respect to Mike McCarthy for kind of holding things steady for us while Dak was out.
1: Okay. Uh, Kyle also took three points away from you for another run on sense.
5: even though we changed the, the, the definition statement. of
1: what it was. Uh, but um, uh, Tony, uh, who's up next?
5: Give me a, give me a, the uh, Dan.
1: So my very favorite NFL
6: coach, Mike McCarthy, has done a remarkable job, <laughs> letting
1: his real coaches coach the football team. That might be the nicest thing you've ever said about him, Danny. Uh,
3: in one sentence, I, too. I
1: I know that you said that tongue in cheek, um, Dan, but that is some that is a strength. That is a strength that a lot of leaders. Truly do lack, Absolutely. Um, and and so you know. I know you're. You know we have fun with this, but like that is a strength that not every NFL coach has. Um, Absolutely, that, that's why it's my favorite. Um, okay, uh, pick between Halman and Brandon to go next. By the way, AJ uh, said Dan for the wins. You got somebody voting for you to win, Danny Phantom. Yeah, I like AJ. Um, so
6: see, I'll, I don't want to give Halman any more time to think about this. So will, I'm going to pick him.
2: Well, thank you for that. For Thank you for that, Dan. Um, Mike McCarthy's leadership and resiliency has not only gotten the Cowboys off to this hot start, but it also helped his Packers teams dominate the NFC North back in the day. And the next four games on the schedule for the Cowboys are all four teams in that NFC North. So thank God for Mike McCarthy.
1: Next three games. He just played one. So, um, that's the way that math works. But other than that, very solid. Uh, I was
2: told there'd be no math.
1: (laughs) right. Uh, well done. (laughs) Um, uh, Brandon, that makes you, um, our swan song sing it for us, please.
4: Oh, I'm not singing. I can't, I don't have that kind of voice. Tony Uh, will in about uh,
1: five minutes. Don't worry. Yeah. Tony
4: can, Tony can do that at the end. Uh, Thank you, Mike McCarthy. For I, I, it's hard to say, but thank you for uh, thank you for hiring such a great staff and and letting your letting your coaches just run run the show because you know you need to you need to be better with your time management.
1: All right. So um, everybody's given their statement. The ballots are cast. I'm like Jeff Probe's going to go get the urn. Uh, we've asked the comment section who should win tonight's roundtable. We're going to give everybody a couple of minutes to vote. So you have again, you're voting for the person you want to win round table so just you can say a name you can say somebody to win um let's see johnny boy says halmon with some exclamation points danny you did not get exclamation points a little while ago uh aj does say danny phantom wins today hands down hands down a great song by dashboard confessional i know you listened to that in 2002 hey uh, hands down is better than exclamation points Mm, I don't know about that. Um, uh, hands down is like really subdued. Uh, Kevin, after all that says Jess. Um, so, uh, very strange turn I of events. I forgive you, Kevin. <laughs> uh, Ethan says, I got to go, Dan, even though the sarcasm almost lost me. You, you flew just close enough to the sun. Uh, I believe blue 365 says phantom for the sarcasm win Heather Navarez. I wonder what's going on here. Uh, says, uh, Jess, um, <laughs>
3: I mean,
1: that's my mom uh hello mrs Navarro. hope you're having a wonderful evening aj says yeah. danny um uh, so no votes for tony or brandon yet the lunatics is Jess, killing them from that hill uh, i'm talking about that Ooh, tony brian says i would like to see tony win but i think hauman won with that last answer um yeah. so that it's actually worse than just not saying your name at all tony uh says danny short and simple kyle says Howman going back to back samuel says team jess R. Anderson N.C. says Jess. Uh, Omar says Jess. Mike says Jess for the win. Hey, Kyle says Tony C. <laughs> Dylan says Tony. Oh, uh, Brandon, Omar says that you copy Danny. Uh, so, um, well, I went
4: last. What do you want?
1: Uh, I, that wasn't. Look, uh, Janie says Halman with some fire emojis. Howman, are you feeling the heat? Um, the man's has actually said Jess or Halman uh kyle says the comments going on i don't know i don't i really have lost uh track who, who do we think won who do you all think got it danny
5: i think you should listen to brian <laughs> <laughs>
1: um by the way is t cat something you've ever been called tony ever
5: My, yeah all the time honestly
1: really i find that yeah. to be like we don't have to take the first letter of everybody's name and like we don't yeah. have to be like you know jay ne or like D-, d raj like we don't have to do that with everybody uh samantha says Je- uh jess aj says gotta give it to danny johnny boy all caps howman dale loves howman's shirt um aj against us. danny wins I've, i'm so lost here um i'm just i feel like you know i said this would be the case and we have to do it tonight's roundtable winner a tie between the right side of the screen david halman and jess navarrez uh it was it was really close um you know how how could it not be um honestly um i think you both came at this and i think the fact that you get to split this even though you were on polar opposites of some debates is what makes this a really really valuable roundtable uh championship howman jess who wants to go first and, and thank whoever you want to thank Oh, uh, Halman, Jess is pointing to you for the podcast. Jess, there's a podcast audience. I can't see you, po- you, uh, you know, pointing. Uh, but Halman, uh, your thoughts on, on behalf of you and Jess.
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's an honor to share this prestigious award with, with a fellow Swifty. And I will say back, uh, back when you first made reference to, to the two of us teaming up, that was the moment I knew.
3: That was beautiful. Wow, just getting me very emotional here tonight. Thank you. I, I wouldn't want to share this with anybody else. Any of these non Swifties over here. Um. Wow. That that I'm speechless. That's beautiful. Uh, um, everyone, go listen to Midnight's to celebrate Dan, our win.
1: You um were excited about the prospects of you, Tony, and Brandon teaming up together. Technically, your team also lost. So like, while yeah. all three of you lost individually, your team also lost. Do you regret drawing that line in the sand?
6: You know I, I do, I do. I, <laughs> I, I, I picked, I picked a bad alliance. Uh, you know what? I, I, it's on me. You know, I, I thought AJ says lie. you
1: were robbed, that we should call nine one one.
6: Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I do. I will give, I will give, uh, you know, Brandon credit. You know, he, he, I did like his answer when he copied me. Um, so I mean, he <laughs> tried you. valor, and, uh, Brandon. But no, I mean, we were outmatched. I mean, D Howe and Jay <laughs> Nez were, I mean, they were on fire and they were convicted. And they, you know, they said a lot of good things. So I I, I have to give them credit, you know. But watched this My in two weeks. Thought I thought it was stolen. Um, hey,
3: that's why you should never pick an alliance with someone who's wearing a wrestling shirt. Like mm. I just want to throw that out there.
1: On. Brandon Brandon's also a, a wrestling podcaster. Like it's not just like a you know Oh, yeah. I know He's,
3: he is. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I mean, know. That's why he I did just, it on I, purpose. I,
4: honestly, I had no idea Taylor Swift was still dropping albums. That's just how much I pay attention to her. That's, mm, that, that, I, you, I, I don't know how you don't know Other that, Other than honestly, wrestling,
3: that's... because yeah. she's everywhere right now. So. RJ, can,
1: can
6: you just sniff my torch so I can get out of here?
3: Uh, it's
1: actually snuff. <laughs> uh, if I'm sniffing a torch, that is a really hazardous <laughs> no, thing. No, uh, I want you to sniff it. <laughs>
3: um,
1: Tony, Kyle says that your swag is dripping. So do you feel like you wasted an otherwise good look? Like this didn't get to translate into a win.
5: You know, that's the first time anyone's ever said that to me. So,
1: Tony, yeah. I, you, you've kind of like adopted this like swagged out personality here with this like you know low yeah. speaking voice. I mean, like. You know what I
5: mean? Um, it just—it is what it is.
1: Wow. <laughs> Um, all right, it's time to get out of here uh, and bid everybody adieu. But before we do, uh, as the roundtable winners, Halman, Jess, you get to pick somebody that is not me for obvious reasons uh, to make a random noise to send us home. So uh, you can deliberate amongst yourselves here. Uh, and then I would like you to pick the noise first and then pick the person who has to make it as we leave. That's the part um, where you guys talk amongst each other oh, to figure this out. To sorry, do the i do trying that to mute myself right?
3: here. Um, how about I pick the noise and then how many you can pick the person?
1: I think that sounds good. By the way, just, just so we're all all clear here. We want something like a little bit of a challenge. Like, I don't want you to be like, Oh, make the, you know, make a a, a siren. You know what I mean? Like, let's, you know, (laughs) put, put this person to work.
3: Um, okay. Let's sound like Like a
1: carburetor or something, something like challenging again. Like I want, I want to see this person mentally stimulated.
3: (laughs) I feel like I got the harder job, actually. Um, you picked I like it. I'm under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you made it way more difficult than it needed to be. Okay. Okay. Um, how about you sound like a, a dying squirrel? There we go. I don't
1: know. That's oddly specific. Um,
5: that album just came out.
3: Hey, oh. hey, watch wow. yourself. Watch yourself.
1: Tony, you should speak Thomas. with some respect. You know this swag I mean? of yours is taking you, know has taken you to a different now. place. Um, uh, I, I would. I'm. I'm gonna ask for. I'm, I'm gonna veto this. Dying squirrel is a hard sound for anybody to make.
3: Okay. Uh, how about <laughs> um a broken engine?
1: Okay, Helman. Maybe you
2: should pick the sound. I told you. I'm really <laughs>
3: bad at this. Okay, Helman. You can pick the sound. I'll pick the person. Thank you.
2: <laughs> All right. Um.
3: See, hmm. it's it is difficult. It is difficult. RJ, why don't you pick the sound? You seem like you have some um, ideas. I feel
1: like RJ has a lot of ideas. I know. I would like the person to make the sound of a balloon being deflated.
3: <laughs> See, you had that ready. Why didn't you I, say I, that I
1: did not. It just, it
5: just made sense <laughs> in the moment.
1: Um, so you guys now agree on who ne- who has to do it.
3: Oh, I think we know who's doing it.
5: Jess <laughs> Navarro is.
2: <laughs> you know, I was I was actually thinking... Maybe we should pick someone else at first, just you know, just to give Tony a break. I but was then he too. Had to, he had to go make that comment about about Taylor Swift. So. I know, I know. Was I was sick. gonna be nice to
3: him. I was gonna say it was Dan's turn to do it, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we know who's who's making that deflating balloon sound to end this.
1: And to be clear, Tony, it's like a, a rapidly deflating balloon. Like you know, no. like the the one that it's like flying away, like <laughs> as, as, it, as it's doing it, you know. So go
5: ahead. The, the quote Taylor Swift, why are you guys gonna be so mean, right? All
1: right, Tony, enough. Enough Did of the Swift? Jokes. <laughs> seriously. Just just let's get the noise here. All right, give uh, us, give this all you got.
5: I don't it's been a while. <laughs>